You are now listening to an all-new episode of Bubble Bath Stories with your hosts, Nikki Trends and Manny Oso. Hey, what's going on, folks? Manny Oso here. And it's your girl, Nikki Trends. Can I just tell and, you, yeah. I'm really happy we don't have to record with just me and you. Well, that's what we're going to do with some of these new episodes. Because sometimes people just want to hear us. They don't need to see us. Yeah. If you guys saw what I look like right now, let's just say you appreciate not having to see me <laughs> Anyway, I'm really excited about this episode. Yeah, so a few weeks ago, um, we had a chance to check out an article from New York Times. Uh, They called it Faces of Power. And they mentioned how many of the 922 most powerful people in America, uh, they broke it down as far as minorities and (laughs) non-minorities. 80% of the people in America that are in power are white, obviously. What's new about that, Have we been programmed to, like know that so the cool thing about this um is that they actually put faces on these minorities that are in power and of course they put faces on the ones that are white um and if you get a chance to check it out go onto our facebook make sure to follow us too while you're there and check out this article nikki you had a chance to check this out too yeah um it was it was interesting because my first thought was how many women were like did they cat did they categorize women as well? And you were like, no, they didn't no. even get to that. But when I I want you guys to know that when I was looking at the article, I I took note of one of minorities that represented uh, their category as well as women. So it was very specific to count the women. Unfortunately, because you, you know some people are racially yeah. ambiguous, I didn't like break it down by what their ethnicity would be. But I did break it down on how many women were part of each category. Well, the funny thing before you go into that is that when they do break it down, they break it's it's funny how they're categorizing power. Um it it really shows as far as what in our lives um we have little to no control over. Um so how many women did you actually see as part of that? Oh my god, from e- okay, I didn't tally them up for every category. Well, so here are the categories that they that they came out with. They started out with um the largest police forces in the country. Okay. Then they went to the of those police forces of those areas, uh the the prosecutors for each jurisdiction. Uh, the lawyers that represent the, the state. Um, then you got the 24 people that lead the Trump administration. They did the nine justices that sit in the Supreme Court. Ooh, RIP, RBG. Uh, eight men in the military that are chiefs. Um, you had the 25 highest valued companies. You had, of those companies, um, I'm sorry, of the people who head universities, they named the top 25 universities. They named the 15 people who direct major news organizations. And that's like newspaper, your major broadcast networks, uh, like and big cable news. Yeah, like the heads of the info, basically. Uh, the five people who are publishers, the biggest publishers, the head of the publishing companies. <laughs> By yeah. the way, when you see when I when we go over the numbers and everything, yeah. you guys are gonna be blown. They they mention aside from novels and books and publishers for that they mentioned the magazine editors the most powerful magazine editors for the most read magazines for the most read magazines and then they mentioned the people who have the most influence Influence. on music production they have the people who have the most influence on tv networks And and hollywood studios they mentioned the 25 highest valued fashion companies 
They and they mentioned ninety nine professionally professional sports teams. So that's basketball, baseball, and football. And then they ended it with the Senate and Congress. State governors, law law writers. Yes. Okay. Let's. Now, how do you want to break this down? So, what was most surprising for you? So the most surprising thing to me was actually the um, the the magazine editors. So when you think of magazine editors, when you think of the magazine, the major ones in the world, um, and and also the book publishers, um, these are the people who are in charge of writing our culture. You know, it even says it on there. These are the people who are in charge of what we are passing down as far as the next generation. You know, um, Harry Potter might not be a big deal to you, but the fact that it has reached globally, those ideas, those thought processes, when somebody writes a book and it gets out that far, it changes our culture. It it can have an effect on everybody. And of those, you have, uh, (laughs) where is it? Uh, the book publishers, they're all white. The we, five highest influencers. And only one of them is a woman. But let me ask you something. Yeah. What would you say, like, what was, I guess, one of your favorite magazines or books or something that you felt reflected, you, what, like, you and your culture? Okay, so as far as me and my culture, I had a, I think... I think the magazine like Time Magazine is probably something that I constantly would pick up and would read. Mm. Um, but that's like more universal, right? Or like- I, I, think it's, I think it's important to really be honest about which ones you're reading. Because the thing is, what they broke down was the, um, the 10 most read magazines. So I don't think as far as like each individual person, but the fact that these these are the ones that reach the most people. Um, they do have Time Magazine on here, by the way. Time Magazine is headed by Edward Falsenstall. I don't even know how to say his <laughs> name. You know, they mentioned Good Housekeeping, though, which means um, a lot of people are reading that. Um, AARP Magazine. I'm sure your dad reads that. Uh, <laughs> Nat Geo. They have of the ten magazine editors, though there's only three women. Of the five uh, book publishers, there's only one woman. And so this, so like growing up, a lot of the thing, like I used to read Essence and yeah. Latina magazine and things like that, but they might not necessarily be the most top ten read. But now you They're start probably thinking, owned by some of these companies, right? Though. So. Recently, Manny and I have been watching Ugly Betty, so we've yeah. learned a little bit about the magazine company. And so, basically, this one family owns a conglomerate of so many different magazines. Yeah, if you watch it, you understand they're in the one building. At the top, they got um, Mode, which is the fashion magazine. And then they have all these other magazines. Underneath and so, floor. And so, when you think about it like that, it's like this one person is running all these magazines. So, if I'm reading something like... Latina that I feel is connecting with me, you got to kind of wonder, like, who's making the decisions about what's going in this magazine? And does it, do I feel like it applies to me because it's on a magazine um, specific to my culture? Yeah. Or it, it kind of messes with your mind a little bit. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I found interesting was I had a class in high school. And one of the things they said was, you know, oh, who writes Cosmo? Mm-hmm. Who writes all these things? And it, we were like, oh, some woman probably writes, you know, yeah. articles about how to reach <laughs> an orgasm. 
nope. <laughs> no, and then you come to find out that it's men who are in charge of these magazines who yeah. have the say about what goes what goes in the magazines, and like it's you, men telling women you know, what, what to they, be attracted. Yeah, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and if you look at the fashion, the fashion world. Victoria's Secret's run by a man. Yeah, the what's the what, what's the saying? Oh, you know what Victoria's Secret is, right? She's yeah. a man. And so the the problem with this though is that when you look at these companies, and if you look at uh, if you just just you right now, whether you're in your car or running around on the street jogging or in your home listening to this right now, just look around your house. Look all around your house and look at the companies of these trademarks that have that are around you. And think about who owns that company. And if you look at this list, you'll see that the highest value companies are, which are probably running your home right now, it's only six people are Asian or black. And when I say that, it's one black guy and he runs a pharmaceutical company. Everybody else that runs every other company that manufactures the stuff that you're using and in, in, in your world is run by, is it run by somebody that's identifying with you? I think what's interesting is things like... Fa- I mean, okay, let's talk about TV and Hollywood. Yeah. It has not been a secret. That it's there not. There needs to be more diversity. I mean, think about it. I mean, well, let's take the Emmys, for example. Mm-hmm. Example, Zendaya won, the youngest person in her category, and the media turned it into what they call an upset win. Yeah. But, like I said in a previous post, the girl had the most talked about show all damn season. I mean, I could not go anywhere without seeing her face about yeah. the show or anything. So, wh- why is it necessarily an upset win? Because Jennifer Anderson didn't win. Android Yeah, what people, makes it an upset? Who's upset? Android <laughs> users don't have Apple TV. Why would they know about Jennifer... What, the hell Jennifer Aniston is working on. And the other people I didn't even know in the category. Like, yeah. Homegirl was on the most talked about show, and they called it an upset win. So when you see things like only out of the 25 top TV networks in Hollywood, you see that only three of them are black or Hispanic. Yeah. And 22 of them are white, and only out of all of that, only 10 are women. You kind of sit back and go, what the hell am I watching, and why am I watching it? Yeah. I mean, a good thing that a Spanish person is running Univision. <laughs> Are they, though? But, I mean, that's what I'm saying. If you look at the channels that you're watching, think about who owns that channel. I look at this list and think about whether that person is someone you identify with. If it's not, you know, and you're cool with that, okay. But it, it kind of just makes you think, you know? Um, they mentioned, obviously, this is a, one that's not a surprise. They do mention the uh, professional sports Teams oh workers. yeah, that um, was ninety nine people. Six of them are Asian, Black, or Hispanic. Um, don't laugh at me, but I actually thought Mark Cuban was some kind of Spanish. Because his name was Cuban. Turns out he's Russian. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, well that's he's, for another show. <laughs> his grandparents changed their name when they came here. To uh, Cuban. That's yeah, I know, right? And you know who's the one uh, Black person that owns a professional team? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. <laughs> I mean, and but what's really fascinating? But, well, before you say that, the funny thing about that is that Air Jordan and Nike are not run by a black person. Uh uh-uh, uh they and sure the hell not. Brings Nike and Air Jordan all their money. Okay. Okay, I'm just okay. saying you no, can like, answer who, that for yourself. Okay. What's interesting about that is that ten of them are women. Yeah. Running, running these companies. So when I see things like that, I'm like, 
cool. Ten women own their, you know, sports teams. But then when I look at things like, um, what did they say? The military chiefs. Not one fucking woman amongst any of that. And, you know, that's something that I'm sure is a fight that you will be fighting for a very long time. It's... I mean, why can't a woman be a military chief is my question. What What is it that is so different that a man can do it that a woman can't? Or what is making it undesirable for a woman to want to do it? But even if you do want to look at the list that they have, there are eight men that control the military in the country. Um, one of them is black. He <laughs> controls the Air Force. Everybody else is white. Um, so... Take this information as whatever you wish to take it as. We're just talking about what our reactions are to it. Our, if you look at the nine Supreme Court justices, uh, you know only uh, Sonia Soda Sotomayor and Clarence Thomas. Uh, those are the only ones that are of color. RBG just passed away while you're listening to this. And there's two women who are on the short list for his seat. One is a a Cuban judge from Florida, yeah. from Miami, and then another white woman. I don't know. So, so the qu- but the question is who who's gonna get it, and are they going to identify with you in your issues in your life? So one of the ladies that's on the short list yeah. is super conservative and believes that a hu- human life starts at conception, which can be a huge problem because, because if of she's elected, RBG right, she can overturn. Uh, Roe versus Wade, which is like, you know, a huge deal for women and their right to choose what they want to do with their body. That's right. We are on the verge of handmaids, too. (laughs) And, you know, speaking of Donald Trump, he's got 24 people in his administration, including himself. And the only three that are of color are Ben Carson. I don't know if he counts. And <laughs> Elaine Chow and Jovita Corazana. He made sure to get one of each, um, each ethnicity. So he covered his quota. I mean, if you look at some of these guys, they look like they're already dying. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, guys, please check out this article because when you see you got to see their faces. who's running, you're the like, face of how are yeah. they? How can they connect? I mean, let's talk about this for a second, which I thought was interesting. Okay, head of top twenty five universities. Yeah, right? that is a very interesting one right there. So one Hispanic and the twenty four white, yeah. and only five of them are women. Hmm. Um. It does make me feel nice that the one Hispanic that runs a university of those top ones is running MIT. So that's our win. Boom! Holla at least it's big. a at least it's a really good school. <laughs> um, but what I think is interesting is only five women yeah. are head of universities, and so the reason that I find that interesting is because um, rape culture on campus has become yeah. explosive. Yes, and so. When you read about a lot of these um, victims of these unfortunate situations that happen on their college campuses and you see how the school handles it, Mm -hmm. it's almost like they have more regard for the male that's being prosecuted than they do for the woman that has been violated. Yeah. And so that... That concerns me because... Well, the head of the school will have a lot of decision on what, how, that, how, how that's handled. But 
even that, yeah. you find that sometimes the women in charge aren't even handling it. They're not. They're women. not on your. You they're know, like you would think. If God forbid something like that happened to me, and I go to the head of my university, and I'm saying this happens, there's a fifty, only fifty, which is mind boggling. Only fifty percent chance that that the head of that university is gonna believe me, take my side, and take proper, do a proper investigation. And make a uh, proper decision based on that. And that justice will be served. It's... It's a lot of going against you guys. How about this one, though? Um, The 50 state governors. Three are people of color. Um, (laughs) uh, So New Mexico has Michelle Grisham. And Oklahoma had Kevin Sitt. I didn't research what they exactly... Uh, color they are what i thought was crazy is that when you get past these companies and these um organizations like this stuff yeah and they get into governors and they get into lawmakers um people who are running our states they mention identify as minority oh yeah you mentioned that to me we had a good laugh and that made me (laughs) laugh because it got to the point it made me think like okay so now when you get to this list you guys really need to reach (laughs) What it, what what list like are you well, for state because governors, we only have we only have fifty state governors right because there's only fifty states right but the top twenty five companies are interchangeable right now it could be this company right now it could be that company so it, it we we really are in charge of of this stuff because yeah. we're we're deciding what what to buy and what which company okay, to make big and the same thing with the lawmakers we're in charge of that but. The fact that they had to put identify as minority. <laughs> yeah, like, what are they, like, it, 1% Dominican or, like, 10% exactly. Cherokee? Yeah, that's that's crazy. Like, they took an ancestry test that they were like, guys, check it out. I'm not We don't just need a neighbor, but she's on that <laughs> list as the ones who identify. Ooh. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> Talking about her. Isn't she the one? Yeah. Oh my God. I swear to you guys, I wasn't even talking about her. But I mean, what I'm saying though is definitely look at that because with this election coming up, um, it's in, and like we said, take this information for what you want to take it as. With this election coming up, you do get to choose as far as your choice who, who's representing you and when these laws are getting made. There's a lot of changes that are going to be coming up in the next four years. Yep, you either be a part a part of the solution or a part I of the problem. I really think this is the this is the election where we can tell people, well, if you didn't vote, why are you saying anything? I mean, I think everybody is just holding their breath so hard because it's 2020 has literally if anything could happen was a person, yeah, 2020 would be it. Um, I think we should definitely end this with the uh, jurisdiction part of the list. Wait, I do have to say one more thing. Yeah. Publishing. Oh, yeah. I did yeah. want to mention this. So basically, um, if you guys don't remember, not too long ago, a woman wrote a book. I believe it was fiction. Or I, I'm not 100% uh, on the facts just yet, guys. Um, But this woman wrote a story about a Mexican family yeah. immigrating to America. The lady was white. She was had no nothing to do with Mexican culture, but she wrote this book yeah. about um, this Mexican family who was celebrating a quinceanera, and then all of a sudden, the get very stereotypical shit, right? And then it, 
Then pictures emerge of her, like, book, you know, people celebrating her book release. And as centerpieces, they had barbed wire around, um, God, do you, I showed you a picture. It was, like, barbed wire on, like, um, a floral arrangement of something. Okay. I mean, so fucking tone deaf that you couldn't even understand. And so when you see things like that and then you identify and you have a clear picture of the people running a publishing company, it's almost like it's not even a surprise that something as stupid as that was allowed to happen. Well, I mean, if if anybody out there listening has a favorite book that's about a minority, look at the inside or look at the spine of that book. Uh, see whose logo is the publisher and do some research and and then see who actually wrote that book yeah and see who was in charge because you can ask any any author they'll tell you things get changed yeah but but for something like that that was like crazy yeah um i wanted to mention for a second though they either might bring you closer to the book or totally just (laughs) ruin your what ruin your whole day yeah like who wrote handmaid's tale Nah, that woman was ahead of her time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway. <laughs> that's the- like I said, though, check out our Facebook, give us a follow, and take a look at this article. I think you, it's really interesting, too. And Manny, uh, when we were talking about doing this episode, brought up some points about the police force and prosecutors mm-hmm. that were on the list. Yeah. Um, so the the police force is made up. They mentioned the top twenty five uh, people that uh, they mentioned the top twenty five largest communities with the police force that uh, have either white or black, uh, Hispanic people of color. Um, of the twenty five, fourteen are people of color. Then after that, they mentioned the twenty nine prosecutors with the most power, and twelve of them are people of color. That's a scary thought. Because these are the people who decide who goes to jail. Right. These are the people who decide what laws you are breaking. Um, yeah, the Congress and Senate made the laws. These are the people who are going to enforce that on you. Um, it's important to know these things. It's important to have a face to these individuals, to know who it is that's deciding this stuff. I mean, it's scary when we talk about police forces and that 14 of the people who are running them are people of color it's scary because these represent the top ones right i just wonder what the ones after that are yeah and but like also think about all the pressure you have like i am a puerto rican woman i run a police force yeah you yourself have so much pressure to be fair but also not to discriminate against your own people Mm -hmm. so i can't even and you listen there's been so much that's been going on with police brutality and like talking to police and when you see i think uh 2020 did this um this you know interviewed police officers that were black and hispanic and women and asked them what their thoughts are about it it's so, it's scary and it's interesting all at the same time. It is. Because, they, you know, again, you could be black and not support your people. You could be white and support, you know, black culture and make sure that all this stuff happens. But you almost expect it from people who look like you. Yeah. 
yo, you know what this struggle is. It's, it's, it's the tribalism that we have, you know? Um, when you read this and when you look at it, you'll definitely see, you know what, it just it just brings to my mind the fact that, like, some of these organizations and people in power, we have uh, some control over and some of them we really don't. The police force one, they're mentioning the top, the top, communities with these large police forces that's only because of population though yeah what about Ohio? But, yeah but like publishers you know that's based on what who we're buying from you know yeah. companies that's based on who um Websites. senators that's based on who we're voting for but population that's where the that's a that, that's what's determining the amount of control the police forces have. Um, it's just eye-opening. It, it's a very interesting read, and I think you guys should definitely check it out. Absolutely. Go to our Facebook. Absolutely. We'll have the link for you guys. Um, I know Manny shared it already, but we'll definitely be taking pictures and posting and sharing the link uh, I, for you guys to read. And I really want to know your opinion, you guys. Let me know what you think about when you read this article, when you take a look at the faces. Um, do you see your community there? Do you see your favorite uh, company there? Your favorite publisher? Let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Does this, like, when you see the pictures, does it all does put it, things in perspective? Does it right? match you? Does it match you in your life and what you want in life? No, that's true. Yeah. It's scary. I'm telling you, we, it's informative and it's good to know, but it's also scary. But it's great because you're, we're constantly learning about the things that were supposed to be hidden from us. Yes. Take this information as information and yes. do with it what you will. And we hope that, like us, you will be voting. Voting, people! It's coming up. And if it's tomorrow and you've just now listened to this, make sure to go vote. Yes, vote. Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at Nikki Trends. And you can find me at Got No Time for this. And if you wanted to see what we're up to, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram store Instagram stories. On Instagram at Bubble Bath Stories. There you go. Check it out. Um, yeah. Well, until the next one, guys. See ya. Bye.